Welcome back, beauties. I hope you all enjoy our previous conversation with our lovely boss, Miss Christy C. So today's episode is going to be with another amazing boss, Miss Satavia Man. Um, is Satavia okay? Tay. They can call me Tay. Okay, Miss Tay. You didn't get a chance to catch our previous episode with our boss, babe. No worries. You can go back now and listen, download, and share with your family and friends. After that, come back and listen to this amazing episode because it's going to enhance your beauty. It's going to make you feel good. Um, You know, just give you a little uplift to your soul. We're going to dive deep into this corporate-based journey as we circle back to one of her first loves, makeup. Our next co-host is a prevention associate with a passion for HIV prevention. All things makeup and all around boss. We're diving deep into a transformative life, moving into a new chapter of makeup with Ms. Tay M. So how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm just like you just making it, you know, doing what it can do. Yes. <laughs> One day at a time. Right. <laughs> all right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You want the long version or the short version? Whatever you got time for. <laughs> well, my name is Satavia. Everyone knows me as Tay. I'm a, a native of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I currently live in Montgomery, Alabama. Well, Millbrook, Alabama now. Um, I've been here for about 11 years. Um, I went to Alabama State University. Um, now I work um, as a prevention associate, um, specialized in substance abuse prevention education. Um, before I was doing HIV. And somehow I stumbled into the beauty industry and now I am a makeup artist and I work um, as an um, lash artist in sugaris at a local salon here. So yeah, it's a little bit about me. Okay, I like it. I like it. So let's back up just a little bit, just a little bit um, and talk about your corporate life journey. So how did you get into your corporate field? Like what navigated you or took you there? Okay, so really, I needed a job. <laughs> so when I was um, interning at Alabama State, um, I came across this nonprofit called Council on Substance Abuse. Um, and I was just doing a little work here and there, you know, typical intern work. And then I heard that, you know, soon they'll be opening, having job openings. So, you know, I had to put on my best my Sunday's best or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I just did everything I could. And they told me that they had a position opening for um, an HIV substance abuse prevention coordinator. Okay. Um, so I just started working there. I didn't know anything about HIV or the STD world. I didn't know anything about substance abuse, you know, outside of the typical things that you see on college campuses. Right. Um, so I just um, started working there and I started loving what I was doing. I was working with college students mm-hmm. and then um, I stayed around for like a year or so. And then I got offered a director's position that would work solely with youth. 13 to 17. So I was working with um, youth in the detention centers. Um, I was working in um, shelters, orphanages, everywhere you could think of. Um, So it just stemmed from basically really me needing a job and just kind of falling in love with what I did. 
Very nice. Very nice. And then going back into your college life, I know you work with those individuals younger. However, I think that's so amazing, especially because you're probably like in your prime college life, just living, having fun. And then you stumble upon this. I need a job. You know, I need to be able to make ends meet and or I want to be able to progress my life to the next level. And this can be my navigation through it all. Um, I just think that's really intriguing for me personally, because you were, like I said, we're in the midst of your college years, regardless if you were physically going to, um, to class and or had just graduated. Um, but I know you say it was more so an internship, but it's like, man, now is you, you're working in this field and it's been put into perspective of like, okay, we could be out here having fun, you know, throwing this thing around, but we have to be so responsible and yeah. so much goes into it. Was it a little bit stressful or tedious for you? I wouldn't say um, stressful. It was more so of a reality check because, you know, I kind of grew up sheltered. So yeah. a lot of the things that I was teaching, I honestly didn't know anything about. So, and I was doing things, you know, not knowing, you know, the educational aspect of it, I guess you'll say. So it was kind of like, okay, I don't want to contradict myself or a girl. Yeah. Folks, it's for what you doing, what you got going on. So um, I think in a, in a sense, the whole me even landing this job was kind of a blessing for me um, to really get me on the right track. Because honestly, I feel like I would have lived a completely different life, you know, just kind of just out there, not saying, you know, being promiscuous or anything, but just, you know, not know such so much as structured or you know having the right guidance that I needed especially since me living away from home so um, I think that was you know kind of God's way of navigating me and making sure I stay on the right track for sure um and that kind of rolled into our like a segue into the next question of what drew you to becoming so passionate about educating everyone um on HIV prevention if you must um because I see it as you know it's, it's not so much just HIV itself because it was the substance abuse. It's the behaviors. Because, you know, when you go to college, let's put it like this, when you go to college, you're exposed to so much. It's a culture shock. Yeah. You're away from home. You're away from all the rules and stuff that your parent or guardian has taught you. And you're living a life of people are, you know, they grew up differently. They did different things. So you have mm-hmm. friends that are smoking, friends that are out having sex and all these things. And if you're somebody like me, you just shelter. You just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so when you're being exposed to these things and um, just, I didn't, I didn't want the next child to have to go through or learn things the hard way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like when they say, you know, treatment, this treatment that I feel like prevention and education is also treatment. It definitely you know? Yeah, so it's just like, you know, just using condoms the correct way, knowing what different condoms are out there, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just feel like if we can just save the youth or even just let them know that these are your options, whatever route they choose, that's their choice. Um, But just letting them know that we did our part to teach you, to help you. Um, And I felt like that was so, so, so important. Yeah, no, it definitely is, especially because like they've pretty much taken out sexual education if you must from the school system Mm -hmm. Um, or you know parents are fighting against it and all these things but it's like even though I understand you want to keep it in the home but are you really teaching it to your child regardless of age in the home you know what I mean so 
I know for a fact we got a little bit of it um, in middle school and high school. And I think pretty much after our graduating class, they were just like, yeah, okay, away with it. <laughs> yeah, everything here is so abstinence driven. Even when we were trying to go into yes. school, that's kind of how I found my route in going to the detention centers because it was so abstinence driven. You can only, I think it was like five to 10% um, actual sex education, and the rest had to be centered around that. And then it's like, you know, you're dealing with parents when you when you look at statistics and you look at the um, the the level of education for parents in the household. Some of them don't have a high school diploma. Yeah. So you're expecting them to teach you things into details, not saying they're not incapable or incompetent, but the level of information they're not getting at home. Yeah. And they were trying to figure it out too, like the parents themselves right. in that instance. Right. And if you look at the pregnancy rates and if you look at for, at the STD and HIV rates, like, like I said, it's not just HIV alone. It's just all of it together, just yeah. teen pregnancy, child, um, young adult pregnancy, all that stuff. You know, if you look at those rates, it's not lining up with, you know, abstinence that you're trying to preach there. So, you know, I like that it was kind of taboo. You know, the yeah. things that you just not, must not discuss. And I think that kind of just forced me to just keep pushing the agenda a little harder. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And then it's like, welcome to the South, where that's what we focus on. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I know you touch bases on it, but, and we just have a great segue. Like, I love the conversation mm-hmm. to how the questions are set up as well. And just the conversation in general, because it just gives us a natural segue. Um, so how did you transition into substance abuse prevention focus? Okay, so um, there was a position open with the state. Um, and that was kind of like our um, our funder because I was working mm. for a nonprofit. Right. I'm still at a not for profit, but um, they just had an opening, and I had been there so long. And, you know, I felt like I met the qualifications. I really didn't know that I was jumping solely into substance abuse until you know I said, "Yeah, I accepted it," and I mm-hmm. went in the first day <laughs> and looked at you know you go look at your paperwork, and I'm like, "What did I get myself into?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I dive solely. Um, into substance abuse prevention. Um, And I'm more on the admin side now. So um, I assist different agencies kind of where I was. I assist them in um, putting plans together Mm -hmm. to go into the community all across the state. We have six to seven counties. So all across the state of Alabama, um, I assist them with putting these plans together to go out and teach youth, um, young adults, you know, and get different, you know, programs going there. So that's basically what I do now. Um, I love that because you started in the field, literally on the in the groundwork, and it's so amazing because now you've worked your way up the tier or up the ladder, and you can actually say, this is what I know for sure needs to be done, or maybe we can navigate um, this assignment a different kind of way or what have you. So it, that's really great because you know what it is, you know what's needed, and you can still learn in the same sense of even though you were physically, you know, on the ground running, you can still learn and progress with your other coworkers um, that you are helping administer like these assignments for. So that's really good. I love it. So in the midst of that, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying like, it's definitely a different world now, you know, being on the state level. So yeah, oh, yeah for sure. Yeah, I bet. But, you know, that's just, you just changing the world (laughs) you are I mean you are changing the world on both ends corporate 
and in the beauty industry. So that leads me into asking at what point in that the midst of it, because I know you've always been into it. Um, for those who are listening who don't know, Miss um, Tay and myself went to high school together, but I know for a fact she loved and enjoyed beauty, you know? Um, so I knew you were, you didn't really want to pull away from it. It was always there for you. So in the midst of your corporate job, when did you say, okay, I'm really going to go ahead and tap into, and I did my little research because um, I got a, I got some of a reference in a minute, but when did you decide that you were going to go back into doing makeup? Uh, it got to a point. Like Say it again. Uh, other people at that, like servicing other people also. Because you know, that's a whole different ball game when you're yeah. doing it yourself and then you start doing something on other people. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a, a culture shock within itself but I say it just got to a point where I just was not happy anymore you know I had went to grad school I had got my master's in public health and I feel like I was just doing so much to give to other people and mm -hmm. making sure I was doing my part in the community it's just I kind of came detached from everything and I just got in this bubble and I was just so depressed and you know it started to show in other aspects of my life yeah, I just couldn't figure out like, what was it that, you know, like, why am I not happy? You know, I'm in a happy relationship. I have a great job. I'm living on my own. You know, I'm healthy, all these things. So what is it that's just. Missing puzzle. Or yeah, it, was it was something and makeup was the thing so like my my boyfriend he kept getting on me about starting mm -hmm. um and I kept putting it off so I said after grad school I'll start and I still put it off a couple of months after grad mm -hmm. school uh-huh just like man and you know when, when you in school those refund checks oh they are blessing okay <laughs> it was Giving me lavish, lavish lifestyle. Yeah, I remember one time I was able to pay my car note, car insurance. I was like, thank you, Lord. Paying it up, buying clothes, buying shoes, whatever yeah. I wanted. It stopped coming in. Mm. So I was like, you know, okay, I'm not used to living solely on my, you know, my paycheck from work. You know, I was having two, $3,000 coming in every couple of months, you know? So I was like, uh, I need to make some money. And I was like, I might as well, I might as well start. I want to be a makeup artist today. Okay. That's how I started. <laughs> nice. I think you posted it on Facebook too. Like you just woke up one day and said that. Mm-hmm. Okay. August 23rd. I woke up and said I was a makeup artist. Nice. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so how did you get into makeup? And then what age did you discover you enjoy the enhancements? Um, I've always been very prissy, like even as a little girl. So I would always tell you like my mom's lipstick or something. I know at high school, I was trying my hardest to get in the cosmetology program. Listen, <laughs> when I, I'm, I already know it. I know it. I signed up for that class in eighth grade. It took me like <laughs> You chose those electives. That was number one. But I guess, everybody. <laughs> I guess I was just meant to stay in band for whatever reason. Yeah. But um, it was 2012. I had went to CVS and this was, you know, going into my, it was like the spring of my freshman year. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I went to CVS. It was like across the street and I just went down, you know, the little beauty mm -hmm. aisle or whatever. And I saw the CoverGirl press powder. Okay. And I was like, oh, this, let me try this. And I went back to the dorm and I had put it on my face. When I said, I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> but I just wanted to try it. And I just loved how it made me look. 
Yeah. Like I just loved it. And so, you know, I had kept that little powder that I had. And then I had, we had a beauty supply store. So I went over there and, you know, that's when people was just kind of starting to get on YouTube, showing you how to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I got on there and I learned how to do my eyebrows or whatever. And for 2011, 2012 time, you know, that was a different era. It was for eyebrows. That was a different era. So uh, I was like a beast with it. I kept my eyebrows done, a little powder, a little, you know, eyeshadow. I didn't know too much Mm -hmm. about eyeshadow. And I just loved it. Nice. That's just how, you know, I fell in love with it. Nice. I love it. I love it. So I guess that was your life event that allowed you to use makeup as a form of expression because you just wanted to really try it and um, enhance what you had going on. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I was not able, you know, I was not allowed to wear mm. makeup. Even when I went to prom, I mean, I had lip gloss. Yeah. Eyeshadow, that's it. Nothing else. Like everybody else had their face done. So I never had a chance to like kind of, you know, explore and see what it was like. So the first time I actually put something on my face, it was like breathtaking. Like mm. I fell in love. <laughs> I know how that feel. I know one time when I was younger, I, oh, was it? It was probably middle school. I think everybody was doing it or something. And I don't even know where, when I got this mascara. That's all I, I snuck at school in the bathroom, put some mascara on, forgot to take it off when I got, before I got home. My mama was like, what is it? I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> but it's cute though, look at it, it's cute. Yeah. So I already, I understand the whole aspect of growing up with certain restrictions. Like your mom didn't let you do makeup. Funny story, my mom did not let me shave my legs. And girl, I was a water beast. Can you imagine me, eighth grade, with hairy legs, being a cheerleader? It was dreadful. It was so girl. dreadful. So and I, I, do the back part. <laughs> I have PCOS, so my hair is it's a whole di- That's a whole different story. I already understand. Girl, I shaved one time. And I was like, mama, I look crazy. Like, you know how the little monkeys, they be yes. light right <laughs> <laughs> I already know. I mm, I already know it. Bless our hearts. <laughs> All right, so when did you say, I'm going to circle the block again and pursue your makeup career was it when the refund check stopped or was there another time um it was really yeah it really happened when the refund check stopped coming and I kept making a promise that I wanted to do it I knew Mm -hmm. that you know it's like when you try to run away from your purpose Mm-hmm. And you know, I knew that I was meant to be in the industry somehow. And I even tried to go to um Aveda Institute. It's like the opportunity kept missing. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, like I said, I did everything that I was supposed to do. I went to undergrad, you know, I got a good job, I went to grad school. Yeah. I handled all those responsibilities to really make my parents proud because they pushed education so hard. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, I, I'm done with all that. Now what do I have left? So yeah. it's like now I can now that I have done everything to please y'all. It's y'all can't say I didn't do anything right. Yeah. <laughs> no teen pregnancy, nothing, nothing like that. Yeah. So now I can finally do what it is that I wanted to do. And I just felt like, you know, it was enough. I had no other reason not to start. Yeah. Just waking up every day, just sitting on the sofa. I make all these problems. I'm not going to the gym or nothing. So, you know, I might as well spend some time, you know, mm-hmm. and really invest in what I want. So nice. I love it. Okay. Before we move on to this next question, I want to revisit a post you made on Facebook. <laughs> Watch what I put on social media. <laughs> I just be scrolling. I only get on Facebook just to scroll and then I go about my business. But I happen to come across your post. Um, 
November 15 to be exact at 204. <laughs> you put, um, and this is a beautiful post actually, August 22nd, 2001. Um, I woke up and said, today I want to start my business. No plan, no direction, no supplies. I just felt like starting. Every day I'm learning and growing within this small amount of time. I built so many new relationships failed so many times and accomplished things unimaginable I say all that to say if you want it just go for it just start you'll figure it out the support will come the money will come bet on yourself this one time and I promise your uh you won't regret it your time is now and I was like oh what perfect time because I had just sent the email asked if you wanted to do this and then it those words are beautiful like does that resonate with you again when you when I was talking to you obviously (laughs) when you hear that like does that make you feel or move you in some type of way it does even you rereading it to me because I have a a little event thing I'm doing tomorrow and I just you know last week I had an event that didn't go so well Mm -hmm. and you know I was feeling so discouraged and I was just like you know is this really what I'm supposed to be doing you know maybe I'm in a little in over my head you know and you just saying it again reminded me that it's not going to always be good days but you're in your prime you're in your moment keep going just you'll figure it out it'll get better just do it so you know, wow I'm glad you read that to me yeah. <laughs> I forgot I posted that <laughs> it just happened to come across my timeline in a perfect sequence I was like oh I think this is something I need to revisit and look at that you needed that yourself you know I it back I so I'll send that to you so you can have it as a yeah. testimony for your future events um, <laughs> and from beauty professional to beauty professional um, it's going to be many days like that. And just like you made that post and I like reminded you that everything, like you said, it's going to be okay. Just keep that in mind because, you know, December 24, 2021. Yeah, I had to make sure that's the year we end. <laughs> um, I told everybody that's when I was going to make my decision of if I was I was gonna let them know if I was still gonna be doing hair or not. Just because it had become so daunting, people needs and they don't really care about your needs, all these things. And then I had a discussion earlier today with my uh, mentor and she's in a different, slightly different age group. So she was uh, separating us in generations. And she basically said like us millennials, (laughs) how we always gotta feel like, what what we what we need to be doing we have to feel it and sometimes you just need to do to get by and it did after I took my feelings out of it because I have to as I've gotten older I have started to really break down my feelings and logic so I was feeling like she always coming for me but logically she is saying at the end of the day you still have to you know get through life and enjoy this time that you have now so that's what I received from it. And I hope you received that. I know that was like a little off. It's needed though. I, I, I did receive it because I can be in my fields a little bit, you know. We all can. <laughs> we all can. No matter if you are really passionate, being on a corporate end, or entrepreneur end, in the beauty world, what have you, we all get those moments for sure. And it's so much more relatable than people think. Um, we always feel like, even when we're little, we always feel like it's just us. 
it's only us and nobody else understands us and I I've recognized myself and I have big feelings and I don't know how to sometimes recognize those feelings because they weren't um not to say they weren't allowed to be expressed when I was younger but now I'm looking at it a different viewpoint for my older self so that's why I break it down for my feelings and logic because it just worked for me in my brain so <laughs> I get in my feelings for a minute then let me take the feelings out and think logically about this I'm like okay yeah, yeah. but sometimes stuff don't be making sense people just want to talk mm-hmm. so, and then I, I know like just you saying that when I was in the moment I was like you know what I don't want to pack myself up right now. Stop in the middle. Of everything yeah. Go, but then I was like, you know, you keep going. Patient is on the line. I still have a service. I need to, yes. you know, because you know they'll they'll hop on that social media in a heartbeat. Now, so yes. you have to be mindful. So yeah, I, I can understand it. I had my feelings to the side, and that's okay. Feel those feels, mm-hmm. and then we gotta move on. Move on. <laughs> so, how did you come up with your business name, or do? Mm. You- feel like you're still in development of it um it's two folds to it so answer your first question my best friend kennedy her name is jazz so we call her kennedy Mm -hmm. um she came up with my name and it started as a joke um simply because i like i went back to say you know how i kept my eyebrows done with the Mm -hmm. powder i had and everything she would joke around and say face by Tay, face by Tay, face by Tay. And after a while, people started calling me Tay because at that time at Bama State, um, we all went by last names. Because mm. I was in the, people don't know, but I was in the band for those who don't know. Um, so it was very military style. So we all went by last names. Mm. So as you kind of go through, you know, people start knowing you personally and people start calling me Tay or Mom Tay. Mm-hmm. and um so Tay just started to stick and people started recognizing that I was doing my makeup more so I was like okay girl when I start my business it's gonna be face by Tay and it's just I always do that as far as the makeup world that's what it's gonna be because you know people got beat by played mm-hmm. um, by all this stuff so I was like mine is gonna be face by Tay um I don't think I'm going to be um I don't think I'm in a transition phase but I know that as I continue to expand on the type of services I provide, mm-hmm. um, Face by Tay is going to be under the umbrella of, you know, all things, you know, right. so that's not, I know Face by Tay is not going to be the forefront down the road, yeah. couple years down the road, um, but it's going to always be Face by Tay. Nice. I love that. I love that. How long have you been in business? Like, in, in three, three, servicing other people, I would say three and a half months okay nice and it is going the girls are coming okay listen and I did not expect that at all I did because of what you say (laughs) (laughs) the people love something different they love like oh man like yes (laughs) they love it and I love it for you that's really good that's a good time to be in that celebration phase like the honeymoon stage of you getting started and enjoying what you're doing regardless of the roadblocks you know yeah so I love that um was it a challenge to accept you couldn't run away from makeup especially since you always found yourself going back to it um kind of because I felt like you know since all the opportunities had passed itself I can't and I had got so like deeply involved with you know being in the community and all this other stuff I just felt like I would never have time for it yeah 
and you know all the responsibilities I, I play a big part in raising my nephews and stuff mm-hmm. so I just feel like you know that kind of that time in my life has passed and I kind of got to the point where I accepted for what it was like mm-hmm. you know I wish I could have done and I could still do my face real cute if my friend want her makeup done or something you know before we go out I'll do hers but I never thought that I would have or have the time or create the space in my life yeah a business so it's still surprising to today (laughs) nice exciting (laughs) hey um (laughs) what is it like being a dualpreneur so when I say dualpreneur for most people um for those out there listening it's a entrepreneur and employer or employee Hectic. <laughs> I have three jobs. Like I have yeah. three. I work at my full time, you know, in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I work at a spa and then I work for myself. So it's very hectic, but it keeps me on my toes. It keeps me focused. It keeps me organized. Um, it helps me with my time management. Right. Um, and it helps me, you know. I used to be, I don't want to say that I was never true to my word, but I just feel like, you know, I can kind of back, backslide on, like, if I don't feel like doing it, you yeah. know, it's, kind of, it's cool. Like, you know, y'all gonna be okay. I'm Capricorn. Y'all know that if I don't feel like doing it, I don't feel like doing it. Right. But when you come to servicing people and working for other people and, you know, signing contracts to do stuff, mm-hmm. you're, you're saying that you're going to fulfill this commitment to do something, you know, and it's making sure that I show up and do my job correct every single time. And if I don't do it right, I'm doing what I need to do to perfect that skill and get better. So when I show up the next time, I'm even better. Yeah. So it really helped me, you know, tap into the, it made me feel like I became an adult in a sense. Like, you know, I've always been an adult, but I feel like I was kind of in that, I'm an adult, but I'm not an adult adult. If that makes sense. Right, it does. I, I got responsibilities, but I can kind of slack on responsibilities. The accountability yeah. aspect. Yeah. So it really kind of helped me grow up a bit. I love that. And mm-hmm. that's true and important because you realize too, just saying like, if you ever decide to, let's just say, go full-time entrepreneur because it has allotted you uh, 10 times or how X amount of times your salary at your job you then have to start thinking even more like a business and pretty much how you were not being treated by how your job outline was laid out for you at your previous job. You know what I mean? Especially when it comes to those contracts. One thing about it, I don't play about it. I got a contract for hair, if I'm doing it for weddings or things like that, a contract for um, my doula. And it's about four to five pages long. And I always tell people, please make sure you read it in depth um, because- if you missed something, you signed it. So right. that means that you read it. And if you didn't, then I'm sorry for you. <laughs> and it, it goes to, you know, you kind of like step out of the fun because the makeup is the fun part, you know, yeah. just creating, just being a creative and doing your artistry. That's the fun part. But the business side of it, when it's time to really buckle down, when it comes to the contracts, when it mm-hmm. comes to the money, you know, all these things that follow, that's the, that's the part where you really need your discipline. Yeah. Keeping up with those invoices, keeping up with your time slots, not double booking people, you know, all those things that, you know, I didn't really think about when I first, you know, said, hey, I want to be a makeup artist today. Right. <laughs> I just woke up and I want to be a makeup artist, but did you think about that other stuff? Yeah. And that went to when I made that post saying, like, it'll come, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But when you see things happening, you need to jot it down yeah. and then you start writing contracts for it. For you sure. need to start getting your prices. Like, I would, I would come out of nowhere with prices. And I'm like, are my prices really making sense? 
Mm-hmm. When I realized that I was standing up for an hour and a half doing somebody's face and yeah. I'm charging $25. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's just so it's like <laughs> barely one of your products. That's barely. barely, barely. That's the low end concealer that I bought, you know? Yeah. So it's just, you know, it really helped me get on my grind and really think about, you know, if I'm going to do this, you need to do it for real yeah. and make, make sense. So. Definitely. I love that. And that kind of um, answered our next question as far as like, have you grasped the concept of or have you grasped the work life, um, entrepreneur life balance in a sense, or are you still learning it? I'm still learning that because, you know, since I'm so new, you're still building that clientele and everything or you yeah. want people to really know that, you know, hey, I'm here, I'm doing this or whatever. So right now I gave myself one day a week. So I have Wednesdays. Um, but you know, just being able to just carve out some time just to sit in silence or just yes. to spend time with my family or go back home and spend time, you know, yeah. with my family at home. So I'm still working on it. Um, and I think, you know, as far as like, if I say I'm not available, but somebody messaged me, then I create availability for it. Yes. <laughs> I already know. Read it later. <laughs> so just really trying to not exhaust myself or have that burnout, you know. Yes. Frequently. So I'm mm-hmm. working on it. Go ahead now. Get that out your system. I'm telling you that now. Get that out your system because I go in the salon sometimes on my day off, but I don't try to stay in there on my days off. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I shouldn't be there on my day off. So you really have to appreciate your time off because that's your body's time to rest you know mm-hmm. out to whatever you got going on a day grocery run your nails done whatever that is your time yeah. please take that time it's so important but i mean hey get out your system now go on and put yeah. up i think that's a good idea you know you know you can take that do a little pop up at the um the shop for three four hours maybe okay i like that you know they sound real cute you never know <laughs> <laughs> just saying just saying um what even though you have been doing makeup on other people for about three and a half months what would you say has been a memorable moment um during your transformative season as far as just with myself or as far as servicing other clients let's do both um okay so as far as myself I think like really just tapping into my creativity Mm-hmm. I'm knowing that I can't even do this you know yeah I can really you know make somebody I don't want to say I make them look different I only enhance your beauty I only enhance your because you're already beautiful but just knowing that you know I can give somebody that confidence like dang mm-hmm. I'm bad walking you know make you feel yeah. good wherever you go I love that feeling when they look at the mirror and they just smile just knowing that I my hands created that. That's yeah. just, you know, amazing to me. And I didn't know I could feel that way. And that's that happiness I feel. Um, and I think as far as, um, and that's just personally me, how I feel. Yeah. Um, as far as opportunities, um, just knowing by me, just reaching out and just trying. Cause I'm kind of the, you know, don't ask, you know, if it happens, just happens. Like yeah. it'll just, you know, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do things. I don't want anybody to say, no, I didn't like rejection. Uh-huh. It's taking risks and the type of jobs I have landed or bookings I have landed so far. It's just amazing. Nice. So I'm, I can't, I cannot wait to see, you know, two, three years from now, you know, the opportunities that will come my way by me taking risks. Right. So, Ooh, 
it's gonna be good it's gonna pay off it's gonna pay off i pray um, so i think you did mention that it makes you really happy so this is great because how is it important um to your mental health to inform or I meant not inform i'm excuse me how important is it to you your mental health um through your journey of makeup and just life in general um do you think mental health and doing something that brings you joy correlate together yeah I, I really think it does um and and it's for anybody with just anything that you love if you love just painting if you love pottery if you love you know just picking up leaves you know anything that and I don't know why I said picking up leaves but people enjoy just nature yeah, so just, nature. just really finding that thing outside of all your other responsibilities um outside of things that you think make you happy mm-hmm. or those things let me see if I can explain it better the things that go against the norm Mm-hmm. for your life you know those are the things that you really enjoy and if you just tap into it and just try it it brings you a level of peace that you can't get anywhere else you know I can't get it from family I got pets I can't get it from my pets I can't get it from a significant other it's it's just I don't I don't know how to explain it but I know what you mean, for sure it's, it's just a level of peace especially when it's taking 10 years to circle back around to it you know what I'm saying so it's just you know it's it's really giving me that balance emotionally especially when I go to work because for a while I would go I would go outside on break and I would just break down crying to my dad I'm like dad I hate it here I hate it here he was like well what's wrong what's happening I don't know nothing's wrong nobody's did anything to me nobody said anything to me you know but I'm just not happy yeah and it's like now I go to work I do what I got to do. I got clients away from me when I get out. So, you know, I'm happy. Let's just go ahead and do this little eight to five. Help these people out on this side of the field. And then I'm going to go do what I love to do. I'm going to fill my cup back up. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's hand in hand, no matter what it is that you love. When you do that one thing that you love Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with anybody else, it's not, you may be servicing somebody else, but it's really for you. For sure. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> because it was in your way. Yeah. So that it did. It definitely did. Um, do you have a phrase you live by or that stands out in your mind? Or something you just think you say often. One thing I say, okay. Let me see if I can work because I say it all the time. <laughs> if I mess it up, just bear with me. But yeah. basically, if it's meant for it to happen, it will happen. You don't have to force it. And if you have to work too hard to get it, it's either not your time or you need to find a different route to get to it. Yes, that's it. That was it. It's like a, a, a puzzle piece that you're forcing it to fit in this one spot. Mm-hmm. you know it's a puzzle piece and it's supposed to go with the picture but that's just not the spot for it yeah so you need to look at it different look at it from a different angle and try that route but don't keep forcing it because it's gonna fit but it's not gonna be the way it's supposed to yeah that was good that's that, it yeah that's why I remind myself all the time nice yes that was it right there I received that <laughs> just go for anything mm-hmm. any personal professional 
everything everything you gotta force it just stop for a second i'm receiving it receiving it um <laughs> that was good definitely um if you had to leave our listeners with something anything what would it be um never give up on your purpose never give up on your dream it's never too late mm-hmm. whether it's 30 years from now two years from now your purpose will always find you your love will always find you um, just be open to receiving it at whatever stage in life it comes to you. Nice. Just be open to it. Um, and don't give up. Just don't. I love it. I love it. Okay. And then lastly, to wrap up this amazing discussion, where can the people find you, your social media? Yes. So on Facebook, you can find me at Tavia Arnise. That's T-A-V-I-A Arnise, A-R-N-I-S-E. On Instagram, you can find me at faced by Tay underscore M-U-A. That is solely the makeup page. And if you want to see a little bit of my personal life, a little bit of makeup, a little bit of fashion, whatever you want to see, right. uh, you can find me at underscore faced by Tay. Nice. And it's T-A-Y-Y. Nice. Perfect. And I will have that when I go back through, I will have that all typed up for everybody and it'll be in a caption, description, everything. It's going to be everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Perfect. So thank you so much. And I just wanted to, once again, thank you so much for having this discussion with me, sharing your journey through your transformative um, stage or transformative season in your life right now. And I just hope you, I wish you the best and continue to multiply um, and allow makeup to fulfill everything you need it to fulfill, you know? And of course, you have your main job, which corporate base all around the world. Y'all are still important as well. And I hope that is so fulfilling for you. But I'm happy you're able to circle back around to something that has always been right there in your face for you, like literally in your face. Um, so until next service, everybody, I'm your host, Tayana J, and this is a transformative life moving into a new chapter with makeup with Tay. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much.